back to the Once Around podcast. I'm Ben, I'm joined by Ed and Luke, and it's been a bit of a hiatus uh, for us. Things have come up. I've, I'm have i graduating university in a few weeks. It's it's all coming up a bit, but we've got Luke and we've got Ed here, and season three of the Once Around podcast starts now. Sorry for the misleading tweet. Um, I'm not claiming to be in the know. I'm not that smart or have that many contacts. Now, Ed, um, is there any way that you could sum up the season in a few words? Oh, okay. Well, first and foremost, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Um, it, no, that's, that's a bit of a hard one. Cheers, cheers for giving me that one to lead with. Um, it ended pretty, pretty underwhelmingly. But I think we always knew that it was going to be, there was always going to be some dire feeling towards the end of the season if we weren't going to have sorted out our ownership. Um, when Chris Kirchner came back in again, I think there was a there was a, a certain vibe around the club that something was happening, but because of how long it was dragging on for, I mean, we were in admin for nine months and, you know, that whole nine months was basically within the season. So... It, it it was all just it, but by the end I think we were all just sick of it I think we all just wanted answers rather than positive answers to be how, honest how nice does it feel now to say we're not in administration anymore there is little to no threat of us being immediately liquidated oh, but, uh, see I'm I'm still not used to it I'm sure all fans are still the same um, I still feel wary I, feel, I still feel like we should be wary but I, there's no reason to be like, I don't even want to mention Mel Morris, but I'm, I'm scared that he's going to crop up again for some reason. And it's, you know, we're all still adjusting to to all these positive changes. I think we're all trying to learn who to trust again. And, you know, because we have we have been used and abused as fans over the last, well, two years now, isn't it really? Um, but I think now now we can, we can set up for the season. There's lots of positive news coming our way, as we'll discuss. And uh, yeah, the, do you know what? The last season, I, I actually really enjoyed it, weirdly. I, I felt more connected to the squad and to the, the management and to the, the city than I have done for a long time, um, even in adversity. It, it, the, the vibes around the club, I think we all came together and I think as, as much as other clubs weren't particularly nice to us, I think there were other clubs that were, like Blackpool fans, Bournemouth fans, there are fans of all clubs, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they're, they're, There's been a few decent Forest fans as well that have yeah, been quite yeah. outspoken about how glad they are to see us. Yeah, they're still rivals and yeah, they're glad we're in League One, but they di- they didn't want to see us die. I know a few did, but that's not happening yeah. any time soon. I think people also take for granted, as much as it's about football, we all know that football is bigger than, than just the, the game, you know, the, the, the match on the pitch. Um, and for Forest, for Forest, and for Nottingham as a city, to see Derby County go go under, that would have been horrific for them and local economies and things like that. So, you know, you've got to look at the bigger picture, and, and any way you looked at our situation was was dire. So, like like you alluded to, I am so glad that we're out of it. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, so, I mean, fair, yeah, trust, but hey, I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready. Exactly. I mean, fair play to Forrest for getting promoted. So we'll uh, we'll see you again next season. Uh, right, Luke, uh, Derby County Football Club still exists. <laughs> um, still haven't got a kit yet. 
does that make you worry that things aren't moving as quickly as they should be now we're out of administration or are you keeping the faith? I'm keeping the faith. It's been, what, 40 hours since we've come out. We came out of administration, so I feel the, the no-kit situation is just purely the fault of being in administration. Now we're out of it. It's bound to be announced before Bradford game, so this week we'll have a kit announced, I reckon. But I do remember Rooney saying in an, in an interview that they had a home kit ordered. We might have played some uh, pre-season games in a training kit, and then there's no away kit's been ordered yet. I'm not quite sure how true that is. But I'm not worried because how fast we've moved since coming out with the five-in, well, you could say five-ins with the two contract extensions and the three signings. I feel like it's a thing, it's a sign of things to come across the next two weeks, in my opinion, which I think will have a really positive two weeks. But I do think there will be a couple of outs, which can be a bit negative, but I feel like they'll go out for, for good reason. Yeah, so, so far out, we've had Festi Ebersele, who's been sold to Udinese. We've had Malcolm Ebiowe, who's been uh, sold to Crystal Palace. Ryan Allsop's gone to Cardiff. Keller Roos has gone to... Come on, help me out. Aberdeen. <laughs> Aberdeen, thank you. Uh, Isaac Hutchinson has gone to Stevenage. Also, they play in they play in red. Louis Watson has gone to Stevenson. No, <laughs> no one's this gone to Stevenson. I've got Stevenage on the brain. I'm sorry. And so Lee Cannon has not officially signed yet, but he's pretty much at Verde Brenham. Um, not terrible losses, apart from maybe Malcolm Abioe. I feel he's he would definitely have been the most. Significant player in the squads in League One. I reckon he would have started the majority of the games. And if we still had Rooney, haven't even mentioned that yet. So Liam Rossini is the manager now. <laughs> um, Rooney's gone. How do you feel about that, Ed? Uh, what are your post-Rooney thoughts? I've I've had a few conversations with with Forest fans actually this week about about that because I've got mates who are Forest fans and it, it's it's hard to know what to feel with with it because it all came around it's such a weird time with with the press and with conflicting stories and reports coming out about his agent and Chris Kirchner which has kind of muddied it a little bit no I, I don't think it's ruined his legacy so to speak I think what Rooney did to galvanise the squad, the club, the city as a whole, I think is admirable and, and will continue to be ad- admirable. Not quite statue-worthy in my opinion. You know, that, that report was bizarre, but we move. Um, I, I, I will always look back fondly on this time period and, and on Rooney, and I, I wish him all the best in his, in his management journey, wherever that may be next. I'm hoping maybe a championship club, just because he, he deserves a crack at the league. With with backing behind him and hopefully with a good setup, um, and yeah, we'll see we'll see where his career takes him. But uh, it was it was always going to happen inevitably. Yeah. Whether whether it, I, I thought actually in his in his uh, closing statement, I think when he mentioned that he felt that he needed someone to cut, he, he felt he wanted the club to have someone fresh that hadn't been tarred by um, all of the the horrible last two years you know um, I think that was a really valid point I know Liam Rossini has stayed which kind of you know contradicts that theory but I think 
Rooney's a very emotional man. You know, he's he showed a lot of emotion over the last 18 months. So I, I'd understand why. Mostly referees, him. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, mostly. Mostly in opposition and referees and stuff. But uh, but no, he, he will still hold a place in my heart. I'm sure he'll hold a place in most people's hearts at Derby County. Um, unless something else comes out in the media, I will still look back on this time period fondly and, and I wish him all the best. I always said since Lampard that not there'll be no other manager who can bring the fans the players and the staff close together because we, we lost that massively on the cock here. and then when Rooney came in the, the together the, the together togetherness been a while it just surprised me it's been absolutely amazing in a time where it's normally doom and gloom for a club it was so positive and the, just the how well everyone got along it was just brilliant you normally see fans bicker with the players the fans shouting the players but you never saw that we'll go 1-0 down we we'll start clapping our own players and we'll cheer them on. Normally, we'd go 1-0 down, we'll turn it back on them and we'll start shouting and booing. I feel Rooney's done that. I feel Rooney brought them all together. Do you think that's going to change sort of the way that Derby fans see the team now? Not see it as sort of something we're entitled to. We're not entitled to greatness. See it as almost these players are playing for us and we need to give them everything that we are, they're not entitled to give us something. I'd say until expectation comes back. I think that's what ruined us. I think when there was an expectation there for Derby, the fans turned their back and they wanted to win everything. And every season, pre-season, we're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. We're going to go up. And in reality, we never did. And we never were ready to go up because it's hence why we're in League One. But, I think when there was no expectations on us, because no one expected us to stay out, stay up last season. There was belief there, which was brilliant, but because there was no expectation, I think the fans were relaxed. It could differ next season where fans expect us to go straight back up, and you could see it again. But I don't think it will because I think Rooney's changed the view of our fans on how to treat players and react to going down, going one nil down, and such and such. Speaking of players coming in, we've got Tom Barkhausen, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang and Joe Wildsmith with both Aaron Cashin and Liam Thompson re-signing to stay at the club. That's five more players doubling the size of our already existing squad, meaning we almost have enough for 11-a-side football. Ed, decent acquisitions? Oh, yeah. I think, I think at this point, it's still so fresh coming out of administration, whoever comes in, hats off to them because it's hard to let alone wait around for a club, let alone sign for a club that has just come out of administration, just had this horrible last two years. You know, it, it shows, it says a lot about a player that they they feel that they can come in and, and galvanise us again. I think the, the one I'm most excited by um, is actually Tom Barkhausen. Um, I was already excited about him before before watching his interview, but after watching his interview, I think he's got an ambition and a, a sort of level-headedness that I think we we really need at Derby. Um, we have some some big characters in the squad. You know, we have some some flashy players in the squad, albeit we've lost Malcolm Evioe and Festi, but I'm sure we can replace them with uh, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang and, and Barkhausen. But he he showed this this kind of leadership quality you know I think he's 29 now he's he's towards the end back end of his career and he's had he's played over 200 times for Preston so he's clearly going to add a lot to the squad 
he's played pretty much purely in the championship. So I'm excited to see what he can do for us. Um, having a goalkeeper, I mean, we've, we've lost both of our goalkeepers. I just want to say as well, a big pass off to Ryan Allsop for last season. Absolutely immense when he came in and t- uh, took the number one jersey. Our, um, goal, also, our goal difference should have been so much worse. So precisely. much worse. And, and also a bit of a bigger thank you to Calarus. I know he's he's divided the fans at, at, at points in his career, but he's been at this football club for eight, eight years. And, you know, it, it was a bit of a shock to see him leave, to be honest. I, I didn't expect it. But you know what? Wish him all the best. He's been a fantastic servant. Um, but it, it's, it's nice to see a, a new keeper in. Um, I still think we'll probably sign one, maybe two more just because I can't imagine us relying on an academy keeper as, as second choice. I think League One does require experienced heads. So so who knows what other free agents might come out or you never know who might sign a, a loan keeper. Who knows? Mm. We can talk about that again. But all in all, incredibly excited. I'm excited to see that we're, we're actually re-signing youngsters rather than letting them go for peanuts as well with, with Cashin and, and Thompson. So we shall see what maybe this evening might even bring. Who knows? I know it. It's so exciting now because we we refresh Twitter. Oh, there's another new player. Not a chance. When has that ever happened? Now, Luke, I want to talk to you a little bit about the existing players in the squad. More the players who couldn't exactly get going. One player in particular, Mr. Louis Sibley. Do you feel he starts in League One? For Liam Rossini is Derby County. Sorry, it's just Derby County now. It's just Derby County. We don't need someone's name at the front. But yeah, does Sibley start? Um, in the minute, I'd say yes. Purely on a squad depth. But <laughs> um, if he can kick start, then I'd say yes, because towards the back end of Koku's first season, he was incredible. And I think if he can reignite that form, then he'll deserve to start. But can you, can I see it happening? Probably yes, actually, because I feel like he have a point to prove after last season. Because whenever he whenever he came on for those 15, 20 minutes, he did try. He put a lot. He put a shift in, and you could see how much it meant to him when he scored against Peterborough. I think it was. Feel free yeah. to correct me if I'm wrong. And I just think he'll have the passion. He'll want to take his back up. He's a local boy, Derby fan. I, I, I want to see it personally because I want it. I want it to work out for him, but he's just got to put the effort in himself. And I think if he works hard, then he he will be because he's a grafter and he's a good player. But if he doesn't, then no, he, he won't. So, all in all, to answer your question, I can I can see Sibley. I can see it's not Sibley. I can see Rossini giving Sibley a chance. Personally, that's what we like to hear. I mean, me personally, I'm st- I'm still a big fan of Sibley. I always have been. My mate absolutely rips me to shreds because of it and jokingly goes, oh, it's Sibley season, it's Sibley season, after what I said at the start of Koku's tenure. But who knows? Maybe this year it could be Sibley season. Uh, some players who haven't re-signed yet is Curtis Davis, Richard Stearman, Craig Forsyth and Colin Kazim Richards. Ed, which one of them could you see not re-signing? I know all of them do want to re-sign, but which one of them do you see as a sort of the most iffy? I'm, I'm going to go backwards because I think Curtis is already rumoured to have re-signed, which is 
absolutely massive and I'll make a whole I'm sure we can all talk about that a bit later and give him a proper segment because I think he deserves it uh, Richard Stearman of, uh, from the fact that he's been interacting with tweets about uh, new signings and re-signings I'm sure that kind of implies that he's possibly doing the same Craig Forsyth I'd be very shocked to see him him leaving I, I'd, I'd hate to see him go it's a similar situation as uh, as um, Calarus but I, I think the one that could have the most chance of, of leaving would, would be Colin. And that is only because I, I, I had a, a certain vibe at the end of the season. I'm sure we all did that. It seemed as though he, he hadn't really played a lot. He had quite a nasty injury towards the end of last season. And I w- I didn't think we'd see him in, in the Derby County shirt again. But again, he's been interacting on social medias and and that is a powerful tool nowadays for players. And as, as we've seen with, with certain rumours about Ravel Morrison maybe going to QPR and, and certain ex-players that I won't mention because there's no point getting ahead of ourselves coming back to the club. Um, Graham Shinney, <coughs> sorry, he, I am Shinny Esther in it. I miss him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think Colin, he's a seasoned pro. He's been to so many countries, played for so many different clubs. He, has he got many more seasons in him? I'm not sure. Would it seem very Colin of him to go and have one final stint elsewhere? Possibly. But who knows? Who knows? I would happily sign all of them. I'd happily re-sign all of them purely for squad depth. But also, they, they are all big characters. They all are experienced. They've all shown heart in the, in the, in the shirt, and that's all you can really ask for, really. You briefly, you briefly mentioned Colin having a little game time this season, but one thing you've got to remember this season is we've got an extra, extra cup competition we start earlier in the FA Cup, which is an extra... So if we win our first two rounds, there's two more games normal in the FA Cup. Three extra games on the group stage, the Papa John's Trophy already. So realistically, we're already playing those extra five games minimum in those cup competitions, assuming we win our two FA Cup games. So I think there is more... I think there's more chance for Collins to get game time this season for a derby than last season. Because Papa John's Trophy, early FA Cup rounds, you will squad rotate because... I'm not saying we're going to win it, but we've got weaker oppositions. We've got under 21 sides. We've got a Mansfield. It's probably a time. Going out in the first round, aren't we? We're just oh, 100%. 100%. But... Oh, please. Right. One thing I will say is that I we, we should be humbled by this last two years, especially in admin. I'm not being funny. I'm not ready to talk about promotion, winning the league. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. But... Anything. I am just taking it as game by game. I don't even care about the Papa John's trophy at this point. As That's long as we're playing you. I, I, just, I love Honestly. the pizza cup, I do. I'm really looking forward to. I just That's, feel just, like- me. That's just me yeah. being insecure about what the next period is going to hold. I just don't want to say too much and then suddenly fans are going to be like, oh, meh, 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 when we finish like 15th in the league or something. I take that. <laughs> no, I, I'm not trying to be like, we're going to win it all, but it gives us opportunities to squad rotate. We've got two League Two teams and... Uh, on the 21 side in that competition so realistically they are technically weaker side than us which will give us an opportunity to give other people chances to get some minutes and rest our players for the league eventually right I think just before we close the show we've got to give a shout out to one man who single-handedly inspired the city of Derby made us believe and pretty much represented us out on the pitch, uh, Mr. Curtis Davis. 
the way in which Curtis Davis carries himself in interviews, carries himself on the pitch, he is, I'd argue, one of the model professionals in the game. Humble, honest, passionate. He is everything that fans want to see in a player and he epitomises it perfectly. Is there anything more to say on Curtis Davis, Ed? I think you could probably do your own podcast episode from a Derby fan or a Hall fan or anyone just to talk about exactly what you said. I think you put it brilliantly, but I think through through this time, don't get me wrong, the whole squad has been immense. I think we, we, we could give... You know, I think the single-handedly, yes, he, he might have inspired us the most, you know, with, with his words as well. But I think every single one of those players deserves a mention. But but Curtis, from 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 his anything up to his age, like I mean, he's what, 36, turning 37. Your career should be fairly written off at that point. I mean, when he played with Phil Jagielka last season, like they were they were one of the best centre-back partnerships in the league. It was bizarre watching it. Um, but he, like you said, uh, he's a model professional. He deserves all the plaudits that he should get through his career, but particularly for us Derby fans, it's last season, two seasons, and he deserved the Player of the Year award. Um, I also want to give a massive shout because we've not mentioned him so far. Massive shout out to Tom Lawrence. I know, again, he splits fans. Even up to this point, he's still splitting fans a little bit with, with the way he conducts himself, but Rooney took a massive gamble on him last season. And again, Talk about leadership. I think a lot of fans questioned it. I questioned it on the podcast. I think me, me and Cameron had a had a debate about it. But he he's again he's shone. It was arguably one of his best individual seasons. I think it was his best season. I think it was. Honest. Yeah, and he got scoring, and he got sent off twice. <laughs> See, best <laughs> performing a, season. Eleven goals, six assists. I think it was this season for him. A phenomenal record, especially in administration with with everything going on off the pitch, but. Uh, you know, I, I hope I hope we we get to find out at least what what's happening with all these players. I think I think that's the biggest thing, isn't it? Like with, with Curtis, we've heard we've heard reports he's pop, most likely going to resign, which is going to be brilliant. But I think a lot of these players that are potentially going out or potentially leaving, like you know, Ravel Morris and Tom Lawrence, Nathan Byrne is even still a bit up in the air. Players that are currently signed, like Bielik, Jason Knight, Max Bird, like all of these players that could could sort of set their careers from here. They've got decisions to make. And I think as fans, I think we're just wanting answers for all of those players just so we can start start rebuilding again. But but Kurt, I mean, he completely, he deserves all the plaudits. He deserves this as much as all the fans deserve this bit. You know, this this positivity, he deserves it as well. The whole squad do. And I, I hope they I hope they feel it from the fans because they really do deserve it. Stupid question then. Next season, who's getting the armband? Uh, we'd need to know. Out. I think we'd need to. Well, we'd right, have to find re- out what's going on with Tom. Yeah, first, that's just, just so we know that, because I don't think you could give it to Kurt and then Tom resign and then go. Oh, sorry, Tom. I I think, I think the odds of Tom resigning are pretty much zero. But I, we need to know. Is essentially my point. Now, TFR is it TFR football who have been actually really good the past couple of weeks with information. I've said he's been at Moore Farm a couple of times and then, well, then I've also heard he's speaking to Sheffield United in West Brom, so. Mm. I, don't, I don't blame I him. Have, I, would, he, I, I don't. No. I would have Curtis's skipper, by the way, just, just in case. That oh, yeah. There's one rumour we've not covered yet, which I'm personally really excited about, and that's Conor Hurahan. 
Oh, big con. I know we're about to wrap it up, but... Let's be honest, ch- this podcast was always going to be all over the place. Mm. We will oh, endeavour yeah. in future to be better, more clear, coherent, and plan it better. But for now... Uh, we we sound like Quantummer there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a mic back. I'll have we'll an yeah. yeah. Um Conor Hurahan, I mean, for a League One club, <laughs> he's got the quality of, of a player like Barry Bannon, you know, for, for League One. So if we manage to, to get that over the line, which I'm hoping we do, I'd, who knows... I know Rooney, Rooney going might have affected some deals. I mean, Horan's a big, big name player. He's played in the Premier League as well. You know, he, that might be. He's only played in the Premier League. That's already really joined Sheffield United in January. Yeah, yeah. Precisely, he's been playing for Villa as well. But what a player to have. And and I can't remember the last time we had someone with that much quality in the central midfield. You know, Max Bird is such a good player, but he's he's not the same type of 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 you know classy liquid playmaker that, that Horahan would be and set piece specialist by the way so that is exciting I mean we've got James Chester maybe coming in as well more experience at the back I don't think we need any more experience at the back now at this point if we get no. all the resignings done as well well the but, good news is we've got the first team squad numbers available we've got <laughs> we've yeah, got them to the hand out in drones the whole list so yeah but as, as Luke said there's so much exciting stuff happening and I, for one, am all for it. And I'm allowing myself to get excited finally for the first time in what feels like years and years. Because I think even back in, in Lampard years, we, we of course, we, we went to Wembley. Like, but there was always just something missing on the surface. And clearly that was Mr. MM. Mm. And now we, haven't, we seemingly don't have that issue anymore. So now we have a clean slate, a new owner that can prove himself however he wants to prove himself and I think he's doing it pretty well so far and we we will see we're all having a party when Derby County lives thank you so much for listening to the Once Around podcast I've been Ben I've been joined by Luke and Ed and we're back as well Derby not only is back but we are back as well episodes are going to come out whenever we decide a schedule but once we do decide yeah and once we do decide that schedule my god you will know about it so thank you so much for listening up the rams going straight back up come on the boys we're no no we're not (laughs) 